It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 or older and in select states, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am in every episode, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Chad, what's up, brother? Listen, there's a lot. A lot. So... We took a bye last week in the contest, as is required. Unfortunately, we like to take a bye in the contest and then hypothetically, you know, talk about the picks we're going to put in and hope that they go terribly wrong. <laughs> this week, the five picks we made that you put out on Twitter that we would have made went three and two. And the truth is, uh, we probably would have dropped one of those games and play something else, and we probably would have gone four and one. Uh, so that's a bummer, because who likes to miss a week when we know we're going to win? And we'll break that down in a second. Let me table set. Foxhole, we had the Broncos plus nine and a half, one. Simon says Giants plus seven did not go our way. Exact decision, Lions minus two and a half, nailed it. Big balls, Chargers plus three and a half, nailed it. Scooch roulette, you had the Chargers, I had the Broncos. So, like, we just had another crushing week. <laughs> it was good, but we got to be careful, right, Chad? Pride comes right before the fall. So Pride gotta... cometh before the fall. <laughs> got to stay the course. Um, one of those weeks that we just – it's tough that we had to do the bye week. We kind of knew we, – we, we knew we had games we loved. Um, my hope was, you know, the public would maybe catch one just because we were on a lot of public sides. When I mean, we saw the charts, the money, um, we loved the Jets. The Jets were one of the most bet sides. Like that was one of the bigger bet games of Sunday. That that was a fluky. You could say it was fluky, but we had a safety and then a field goal at the end of the game to cover that number. That's just not how you draw it up. But we say it to people all the time. We just, I, I get it why people were like, you know, they can get mad about that Giants game, but that's how it is when you're playing the numbers in a model where I don't want to say Jalen Hurts is Neo from the Matrix, but he kind of is. He kind of breaks the mold where the Mahomes throwing three interceptions and having a bad game against Denver and the, so Denver can backdoor that cover. That's what I thought was going to happen that Eagles game. It's just like, okay, Eagles should win this game, but it's going to be a close game. It's a divisional game. They're on the road. But he went next level. I mean, fourth and seven, throwing a touchdown. That's when I knew that Giants game was just gone. So that's where it was a good week for people that play models, play big dogs. We just played the numbers. And it's like we talked about we didn't feel great about that Broncos game. You said you got a lot of hate uh, online from people getting upset before bets even at halftime um, when it was 27 nothing. where I didn't even know that was the score. I honestly didn't even watch that game, stayed away from it just because I knew it was going to be stressful. Can't believe the reason we covered that game is Russell Wilson. The the fact that he threw a pick six and was able to come back in that game. It is the definition of just play the numbers. Don't 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 think about the teams. Don't think about the names. Just play 
play what you know is getting you to this where we're at now, which is playing ugly dogs. So good weekend for the fans of the show and for us betting personally. But yeah, sucked. We we took a bye week on a week we crushed in the contest. Uh, you mentioned the Broncos game. Uh, I'm actually astonished at this. You know, me and you and Matt Mitchell, we don't text on Sundays during the games because A, bad juju. But B, so you remember when what happened the one time I let you call me on a Sunday? I don't. I don't want to talk about it. And so, uh, a it's bad juju. B, we've been around long enough to know these games can go sideways one way or the other so fast. Yeah. And my Twitter timeline filled up with people who were just ripping me for the Broncos, and I wanted to be <laughs> like, if you're a sports fan you know better than to go after someone in the middle of a game. If you've ever made a bet in your life, you know better than to go after someone in the middle of a game. And by the way, if you're ripping me, I would only assume that you're ripping me because you took the Broncos too. And in the end, it worked out great for us. So (laughs) are you, are you now apologizing to me? Um, Number one, number two, you and I joke about this all the time. People in Miami, a few weeks ago, we said, if we were going to fade any team down the stretch right now, we'd fade Miami. And I think that was heading, I forgot which game that was heading into, maybe the Niners. Niners. And um, and we're like, a lot of games on the road. Their schedule has been pretty easy. Two has looked great against bad teams. The last six weeks of the year, they got a tough road to hoe, literally on the road uh, against really good defenses. Broncos have been blown out two weeks in a row. Um my and not looking good doing it, right? So yeah. uh, we had the Chargers big balls. People, we want to remind you of one more thing. I got a really good life. I don't live with hate. Oh, wow. LeBron James live, in it? I don't, I don't live with hate. I don't live with jealousy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the Vikings, okay? I don't make <laughs> bets against the Vikings because emotionally I don't like the Vikings. I could care less about the Vikings. I make the bet on the number. I make the bet based on what we discuss. I make the best on what we see. I bet against the Vikings every week because they're overrated. That's it. Like, I love the Bears. That's great. When the Bears win or lose, the end of that day, I'm done with it. I'm not thinking, oh, well, I got to bet against the Vikings because I hate the Vikings. That's for other people. (laughs) Well said. Thank you. (laughs) Meanwhile, we got to get back to it. We got to get back on the horse. We got to... Try to sleep out. We got a what? Full slate. Full no slate. Buys. No more buys. Four weeks left. The home no more buys. Four weeks left. And look, we got to find a way to make up some ground because during the buy, we lost one more game. So the guy who's leading the contest, 25 in over the last five weeks. That's not even a joke. So we're now five yeah. games back. We're top 100 out of 4,000 people. Um, but we got to find a way to close it out. This last month, we got to close it out strong. First game up Thursday night, Seattle Seahawks, uh, three and a half against the Niners. We don't like to bet Thursdays, but dude. Yeah, we might have to, Chad. This is a pretty good scenario. It's it's another home dog in a divisional game and a team that I feel like everyone has completely gotten off the boat. The Seahawks. That 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 was Geno's worst game. That was his worst game of the year against that Carolina D. And I can't fault people for saying, well, the 49ers D is an even better version of that Carolina's defense. And we know that McCaffrey has been out of this world for this 49ers team. And they, they've been running the ball so well um, these last couple of weeks. I mean, we – not that I – I was bashing Jimmy G, but I just said Jimmy G wasn't worth to the 49ers as much as people re- thought he was, where he was just mostly a game manager. I only moved him, moved to half a point when Brock took over. That was like literally the only difference I saw of it. Now it's equal, and I still might be a little too underrating Brock Purdy here. Like that was a really good game by him. He ran the ball. He had some good throws. I mean, he was able to read a defense, which I, I still can't believe he was able to do um, just because of what he's coming from. He's – the last pick in the draft. Usually these guys have major flaws. Um, Kyle's hiding his flaws right now, but he's going up against a Seahawks team that Pete does really well against Kyle and this offense. Historically, the Seahawks, even the last five games you go back, they're four and one straight up against this 49ers team. And 
That's when Jimmy was healthy and playing. Now they got a young kid in there in a spot that's just such a short turnaround. That's my biggest thing to me is the fact that not only do I like the matchup for the Seahawks offense, I think this is kind of the same thing where they're going to spread it out and they'll be able to throw the ball through the air against this 49ers team. But the fact that it's a short week and the Seahawks had such a bad loss at home on this short week just a couple of days ago, but the 49ers on the other side, they just blew out Tampa Bay. Like, they're going to definitely be feeling good Monday, still be thinking a little bit about that game on Tuesday, and then maybe get their head turned around for Seattle by Wednesday. When you look at the flip side, it's like the Seahawks already turned the page. They're, they're like, all right, let's get over that one. Now we're playing for our division here. And that's what this kind of is. This is like a divisional. Whoever wins this, you know, has a potential to win this division. And that and the Seahawks need this to make the playoffs. So there's a bunch of things I like about it. But the biggest one is I make this line too. It's three and a half just because of what we just talked about. The Seahawks, they laid in a complete egg while the 49ers completely blew out a team. You're getting free points here. It's another week of you just have to kind of take these free points. And the fact that's an island game, we know the public is going to be pounding the 49ers. I'm grabbing the three and a half now just in case it does drop and the pros take it, but you should be able to get value. Like I just see the public coming in so heavy on the 49ers here that if everyone's fully healthy, if it's just Debo that's out, this number should be closed at three and a half. So I'd grab it now just to be safe in case it does drop to three, but I do feel like it'll close at three and a half. Well, I'm glad you put a number on it as in it should be rated at two. It's a buy low sell, buy low sell high, right? Like Brock Purdy was nearly perfect in the yeah. first half against the Bucks, Every throw that he needed to make was in the exact right spot. Can you expect those circumstances to replay themselves on Thursday night, on a short week, on the road, in Seattle? Everything lined up for him perfectly the other day. So I agree. This is the spot where we've struggled this year on Thursday nights. Do we really want to back the home dog? You've smartly been like on the Buffalo side and that Patriots game and a couple other spots, but yeah. this does feel like you're getting the hook. You take the hook. Yeah. And just the, usually there is value with going with the favorites on these spots, but I feel like the value is totally shifted in this position where uh, the Seahawks, it's just, there's just too many points now where I do agree the 49ers, there is a gap there. They are a better team, but I mean, it's that's just so many weeks in a row to put together just playing that well. They're going to get tripped up, and this is a perfect matchup to get tripped up in. It's just a divisional game. You know it's going to be ugly and close. The fact that we're getting over three and a half, it's like, man, it's something I love. If, if this wasn't a Thursday game, if this was a, a Sunday game, this would be one of my bigger bets of the week. But like you just talked about, because the favorites do get a little bit more of a bump on Thursdays, it's giving me a little bit of hesitancy. But the three and a half is just such great value. I just can't pass on that. Colts, Vikings, Colts, four and a half. I fucking hate the Vikings. We know that. I started the show explaining that. Emotionally, <laughs> I'm going to have to bet against the Vikings. Uh, but in reality, I love the Colts here. The Vikings, it's the hate we have for them isn't the hate of them being overrated. Um, the hate is their defense isn't good enough to keep getting all these points in different matchups where that's that's what's holding them back. They just give up tons of yards. Even when Kirk plays well, their defense is still letting, you know, these these no-name quarterbacks throw for over 300 yards. Um, so that, to me, is the struggle for this Vikings team. And, yeah, I'm with Chad. We're going to be back in the Colts here, but we're not bad. Like, the strength – we need we need a quarterback that can move the ball downfield, and we're not really getting that here with the Colts. Um, that's not really Matt Ryan's strength. But I feel like Chad's right where we have to trust a number that this is a big, big balloon number. And one team that the public hates in the Colts and – the other side of the Vikings that the people have for, and until the last week and the most part, they've won a lot of money this year back in this Vikings team. So I understand where they're coming from, that they want to back the team that wins close games. But that's kind of why I, want, why I want to take the Colts. Like even if the Vikings win, which we got no issue with it, we're getting four points. That's that's a big deal in these kind of matchups. So uh, don't know if it'll be one of my best five, but I do like the value right now sitting there on the Colts. Uh, also, by the way, uh, this is a top three luck rankings matchup in favor of the Colts and the luck rankings this year. We've talked about it on the show constantly. If you are getting a luck ranking differential of about, uh, let me look it up exactly here. Hold on. I apologize. If you get a luck ranking differential of um, 10 plus points, 
The ROI on that, they're covering at a 57% clip, 16 plus points, 59% clip. The luck ranking differential in this game, which essentially is saying, how can you quantify regression? The luck ranking differential in this game is 26. So just bet the Colts, all right? Just do it, lock it in. It's not personal. We don't feel, we don't hate the Vikings. We just don't like the way they're graded in the market right now. That's it. Fair to say, right, Simon? Fair to say. All right. Um, Ravens, three-point underdogs at the Browns. We whiffed on the Browns. I should say last week, the games we would have had, we would have had the Browns at plus six against the Bengals. We probably would have had the Lions two and a half, the Jags four, um, the Niners three and a half, the Chargers five. So those would have been the five. The Browns would have been the game that we lost. Yeah, and that was a typical, I mean, you even talked about before in the morning where I just didn't understand. Um, I knew of the group that had took a large position on the Browns. I just didn't understand the position of you're, you're backing Watson after we've seen him struggle after two years of not playing football. And I saw nothing, read nothing during the week that he had looked better in practice or anything like that. And it just did not make sense to me. It felt like they were playing a spot of, well, we'll back to the Bengals will struggle offensively. And they they have injuries to their offensive, uh, you know, wide receiver group and whatever their reasoning was. And I just didn't get it. And I kind of blindly followed them because I like Cleveland, that spot of, yeah, I could see them playing this game close. But that was just crazy. That was one of their biggest bets of the year. I just – it is just bizarre. These people fall in love with certain games, certain picks. So, yeah, we saw that game go from six down to four. We had six and a half in the contest. It was just going to be really hard to avoid that one where I knew the guys who made the bet, respect their opinion, got where they were coming from. But Watson, he's been bad. So looking at this matchup here, yeah, I want to take Watson. I want to take the Browns. That's where the value is. But – at what cost? We saw last week, if you can't move the ball, if you can't make completions on third downs, it's all irrelevant. You can throw all the numbers out. It doesn't matter. So I don't trust any of my numbers on Watson because it's like all my stuff is based off who he was two years ago, which is a top five quarterback. He really was that good. Yeah. You know, people people might not remember it that way, but he was. I mean, you could, you could attribute that too to Hopkins. I mean, that was a big, big key to his success over the years as well, but the plays with his feet, his, his, his presence in the pocket, he was just such a good quarterback. So, um, for me, I'd love to take Cleveland here. I just can't do anything with this game where I really don't know what I'm getting from Watson. So, there's just other games I'll bet this week. I'll just I'll just keep waiting to see what we have in him. Maybe I'll I'll take some Browns bets next year. But for everything I've seen from Watson, he just does not look the same. He looks a little lost. So, I just want to put money on that. Yeah, this is one. You know, we always talk about you want to – you want to – ride to the peak of the market and you got want you then you want to get out at that peak and i think we've been trying to play the browns as we believe the value in the market was on them because of watson and i don't feel like i need to keep betting on watson because i'm expecting him to get better in this game like i can wait like i can i can pass on this one yeah me as well Dolphins, uh, we said we wanted to start fading the Dolphins. The Dolphins are <laughs> seven and a half point dogs at the Bills. Who knows what's going to happen with the weather on the East Coast this week? I, I keep getting alerts about how terrible it's going to be. Yeah. Um, this is a pros Joe's game with about 70% of the money coming in on the Dolphins at plus seven and a half, but all the bets coming in on the Bills. Yeah, interesting matchup of it's a short week. I mean, it's a Saturday night game. So it's a short week, primetime game in Buffalo. This is usually where Josh Allen does really well uh, in these positions, um, especially at home. So my my gut instinct was you just take the Dolphins or you take the seven and a half, especially like we already talked earlier. If there's going to be snow and no wind, that's a huge advantage, especially to a team like Miami that it's all scripted. Like where Tyreek Hill is going, where Waddle are running to. Those are just all McDaniel written up plays where they're all scripted exactly where they're going. That's a huge advantage of wide receivers. Like the defense, that's who needs traction. They need they're backpedaling. They're they're taking weird angles and stepping in weird angles because they're trying to guess where a player's going. Imagine doing that to Tyreek Hill and Waddle, the two fastest players in football in snow. So yeah, this is one of those, Chad, where 
we wake up Sunday morning, there is snow on or Saturday, sorry, Saturday morning, and there's snow on the ground. And by the time kickoff comes around, I text you at seven o'clock. I'm like, hey, there's no wind. Should we just take the points here and take the seven and a half? I think we do it. Because we've seen Josh Allen since this injury, they've not been the same. This offense yeah. has not been the same. So um even with my doubts right now on Miami's defense. Man, three straight road games. That's a tough position to put any team in. Uh, but this is one of these games I just can't see them overlooking or having a letdown game, which is what they had last night or two nights ago against uh, the Chargers. And this is not their season, but kind of, right? This is kind of one of those games that's like, all right, you win this. I could see you guys getting the playoffs. You lose it. it it's a tailspin. You've lost three straight. It's not getting any easier down the stretch here. So, yeah, an interesting game, interesting number. Little little stinky that it's seven and a half because they're sucking me in. Like I love that. Yeah. It's seven and a half in a divisional game here. So this is definitely one of these games, people. I'm not gonna bet right now. Or if I do, maybe I'll throw a little on it. But it's when I need to know exactly what I'm bet- getting into on Saturday. I need to know the weather, I need to know what the lake effect snow is gonna be, all that. That's good. It's a big deal up there in uh Buffalo. So this is one of these I'm just gonna wait and see. I was gonna make it my Simon says, but I'm gonna wait now and see once I know the weather report. Simon. Uh, a wise man has said to me, and I will share it with you. The bookmakers are not our friends. <laughs> okay. If they're sure. giving you seven and a half there, there's something stinky going on. Reminder as uh, Matt Mitchell just, just slapped me and Simon as Simon pointed out the past three games that we just talked about the Vikings and the Colts, the Browns and the Ravens, um, the bills and the dolphins. Those are the Saturday games. Don't forget three Saturday games. Now, getting into the Sunday games. Falcons plus four and a half against um, the Saints. Not, I don't have a strong opinion on this one. Uh, it's actually at four at FanDuel right now, so it's pretty much moved universally, I think. I just don't, like, I don't see this being in our final five. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like I, I like the Saints and the simple fact that it's a rookie making his first start on the road. Um, can't really see this working out for the kid. I mean, he's played well the different times he's come in. That's a lot to ask of a kid, especially in the Superdome. Um, so I don't know. I'm with Chad here. I don't really know what to do with this one. Uh, I might have a better opinion for it on Thursday. But early indications, I, I like the Saints. Uh, but I just need more time to figure out what I'm going to do with this Atlanta team because – Mariota did get stagnant there. He just seemed like the defense has kind of figured him out. They kind of were in this little zone safety on him where the safety would step up in the middle of the field. He would get just an inkling of a handoff for him running the ball. They would step up in the, the box and just just wasn't working like it was early in the season when they won all those games and co- were covering a machine. They just haven't been that down the stretch here. So, um, yeah, initial instinct is back Andy Dalton, 1 p.m. at home. You fade him in primetime games. You usually back him at home here, but just no real read like Chad on this game yet. The bummer for Saints fans. That franchise went from having a real attitude and flavor and personality, even without Drew Brees because of Sean Payton, just by virtue of him being who he is. Yeah. Now you got Andy Dalton and Dennis Allen, and <laughs> they are the epitome of a forgettable franchise. Yeah, but this is just how football is, though, right? It's just the ups and downs. You, if you have a nice yeah, 10-year run, you're, you're about to go on a nice little 20, 15-year run of hell. But I'll tell you what, this proves my point. Nobody ever forgets about the Bears because the Bears are a historic franchise. If the Saints don't have anybody in a position to make people think about them, no one will think about them. The Bears could be 1-15, they're still getting in prime time. The Saints... Will never be in prime time on a regular basis unless they are a team that has some kind of swagger. It's, it's as if you guys have been around 60 years before the Saints were around. Well, how about yeah. that? I know. That's my point. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm owning it. I'm not saying it for any other reason. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Bears, the Bears are nine point underdogs in the Simon versus Chad Bowl. We hopping on in the foxhole. Well, listen, you're you know you only love the Eagles and you can't see straight unless <laughs> you know. So, 
I'm happy to jump in the foxhole. I was going to make this an ED, but you want to get in the foxhole? Let's get in the fucking foxhole. Let's put the bears at plus nine in the goddamn foxhole. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. Gotta. I understand people's worries here. Hertz is MVP level playing right now. It is incredible. But holy heck, have they just had so many fortunate bounces going their way, these Eagles, these last couple of weeks. And this line has just ballooned up. I mean, if it was seven, sure, I could be talked into the Eagles because I make this line six and a half. And maybe I could give a little bit of a little bit of leeway to this Eagles team because they are the better side. But now we've crossed the key number of eight, eight and a half. We're all up to nine at this point with this Bears team. We just have to do it. We've just seen it so many times with Justin Fields. He's so athletic. He's so incredibly gifted that in games like this, he just keeps it close, especially at home this year. They've been in a lot of these games. I mean, that that Green Bay game was brutal. They, they were covering that game. They were winning the whole time. At the very end of it, a little broken tackle. Green Bay ends up winning by 10. That's just a really fluky, unlucky non-cover if you were on the Bears' side. I just don't – you can't really count those things in these models. So, to me, I counted that as a win for this Bears team. So, I still gave them the benefit. I moved up the points. I make this game six and a half. It's nine just because the public is completely out on this Bears team. They're like – what Chad kind of said earlier, I don't know if we were on air for it, but it's just about – the Bears are already kind of looking for next year. They already know what they have in Hurts – I mean, on Hurts and Fields. They just want to keep him healthy and keep him upright. But he is such a competitor. Like, to me, he's if he's playing this game, he's going full bore – Nine points in this matchup is just a lot of points. So Eagles, even if they're up big, up 20 in the first half, I still won't be worried because I've just seen this Bears team have multiple games. Even that Vikings game. Remember the Vikings were up big first half, the Bears come back. That's just how I feel about this Bears team. They're just a team that will keep coming back, keep fighting. You're never out of it. You're getting nine points in those kind of those for those kind of teams. You have to back it. Yeah. Look, if he's going to be playing, there's a possibility the Bears can score just because you can't account for Justin Fields. He's so athletic in the same way we've seen game changers like what Patrick Mahomes can do or what Lamar Jackson can do, you know, what we've seen Jalen Hurts do. Like he's just gifted and like finds a way he can juke people in ways that five people in the NFL may be able to do. So of course you got to play the Bears as nine point home underdogs. Do we think the delta between the Bears and the Eagles is smaller than, say, the Chiefs and the Broncos? I do. Did I bet as much as I could on the Broncos at plus nine and a half? I did. So, of course, we're going to bet the Bears at plus nine. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I have six figures on this one just because uh, it's the MVP of the league right now and hurts. But, yeah, it's just it's just an overinflated line, like Chad was just saying. I've got eight figures on this game. Yeah, right. Eight, eight figures. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, God, we're shaping up to love so many games here. The Dallas Cowboys are on the road. They are four and a half point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love the Jags here. Yeah, we're screwed. Of course we yeah. love them. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna bet this. We're gonna lose money on it. It's just the way the world works for us this season. I, I I just love this Jaguars team. We've finally seen these last couple of weeks exactly what we saw coming into the season of Trevor Lawrence being that guy, taking that next step. It took a while. It took a while for him to get comfortable in Doug's system. We've seen it these last couple of weeks, so he is finally comfortable. This team is really potent on offense when he's got everything going. So, you know, Chad, I just – I feel bad because people are getting so scarred from our love with the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Um, I completely understand it because even last week they might have been down seven nothing, whatever it was, and I was just cursing myself, saying, well, wh- "Why do I keep betting this Jaguars team?" But the Trevor Lawrence effect, man, he's so talented. There's just certain throws he makes. You're just like, man, this kid has all the tools to be good in this sport. So, Chad and I, we might be buying high on the Jaguars here after the biggest biggest win of the year against the Titans, now coming home, and we're selling on a Cowboys team that. They just had their worst game of the year against the Texans. They definitely should have lost. The Texans just can't beat – they can't put teams away, and they they let Dallas hang around. Dallas was able to steal that game. But my concern here is just what it was a couple of weeks ago. I talked about with Dak. I just – I don't like what I've seen from Dak. Dak doesn't look comfortable. He hasn't looked right all season. That's why I don't take them serious come playoff time. I'd still put the 49ers over them, even with this 
seventh round quarterback. It's just, it's the Dak effect. He just doesn't make the plays like he used to. He doesn't run out of the pocket like he used to. He doesn't make the smart reads like he used to. I don't know what's going on with Dak. It's just something, something's different with him this year. Something's wrong. And he's already struggled in his whole career in the playoffs. To me, that's just going to inflate come playoff time. So, um, me and Chad are probably gonna have. I'm not gonna lie, we're probably gonna have this as one of our five. Like I really do oh, like yeah. this number against a Dallas team that, sure, they might be able to put up points and run the ball. I just don't see their defense really slowing down this Jaguars offense. They just have a lot clicking for them right now. Um, so yeah, good matchup for this Jaguars team. What I like about this right now, the last six weeks since Week Nine, Trevor Lawrence, according to Pro Football Focus, second highest rated passer in the NFL. He's got 10 touchdowns, no picks. Early in the year when we loved the Jags, they were not converting in the red zone. And the problem wasn't the play calling. It was Trevor Lawrence. And I'm no football. I'm not like a football analyst, but I watch more than the average person. He was throwing these balls that had no touch and were super flat in the red zone. And you could see that's evolving, especially in that game against the Titans. You also saw him running against the Titans. He had a great bootleg to score a touchdown against the Titans. Um, and the one thing I'll say is that their offensive line is really good. Top five against uh, pressure in the NFL. And so that mitigates Dallas's strength, which is rushing the passer. And the Cowboys have a lot of injuries in the back end of their defensive secondary. Um Give me this game at home. I like the matchup. I just do. I really, yeah. really do. I'm gonna have to make the Simon says because I'm like looking at a four and a half right now. I could see a drop in a four over the next day or two. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm making Simon says. Simon says. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Simon says Jags four and a half. Wow, that came out of nowhere. Well, I was just thinking now. I was like, this number is definitely gonna move because, like you just said, it's just it's such a good matchup for their strength against Dallas's weakness. All right, well, look, we have the Foxhole Bears plus nine, the Simon Says Jags plus uh, four and a half. We're rolling lately, folks, so these are things you want to jump on. Looking to get more out of the NFL this season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Jesus, $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. For example, this week, my favorite bet, Jacksonville Jaguars as underdogs against the Dallas Cowboys. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action with great offers just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states first online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Lions, here's what's interesting. The three, th the three teams we talked about most for future bets for season win totals before the season began, the Bears under five and a half. I think they've got three wins. So over the next four weeks, they've got to go three and one. The Lions over six and a half. 
over the next four weeks, they got to win one more game. And then the Jets, we had under five and a half. We're not going to win that, obviously. We also yeah, had the Jags go. at plus 750 to win the AFC South. We still got a shot with that one. We got the Lions playing the Jets. Basically pick, you know, some books have it at Lions plus one. Some have it at Jets plus one. It's a tough one, though. I love the Jets here, but they got injuries. So that's one of these I have to wait and see. This was going to be one of my favorite bigger bets of a week. We got to wait and see. Right now for Sunday, we're looking at a Nor'eastern hitting the the, nor- the Northeast. We got Jared Goff outdoors in a Nor'eastern. That, that actually might really be happening. So that is just a complete nightmare fuel if you're a guy that likes back on this Lions team. The splits are just insane, what he does on the road and what he does at home. Um, this year – I, I, if you go back and you watch that Patriots game when that got shut out, that was just your classic. It was a little, it wasn't so much bad weather. It was just golf got in his head early on and it kind of took him out of his element. We've seen that, that that's how you kind of beat this Detroit team. If you can kind of get him off his spot, make him uncomfortable, the offense can't produce. That's a huge deal. But the key to this matchup is the injuries. Like if the Jets are down, you know, two guys in their D line, they got Mike, Mike White is banged up. You don't know who their quarterback is can't back it and i i want to be on this detroit team because that's like chad just talked about this is a team i love it's a team i have a lot invested in to make the playoffs so i got no move on this one right now but i can promise you the value right now is on the jets it's just i don't know who the quarterback is i don't know who's healthy so i just can't bet this on tuesday but if if they have all their pieces in and mike white's fully you know good to go and quinn williams is there on the is, is back for the d line like all right, I, I could get on this movement and back the Jets as a home dog here. But as we sit here on Tuesday, I just don't know who's in or not. So I just can't put any money in this game yet. You and I don't talk about these games before we get on the air. Uh, I like the Jets here too. And the only reason I don't is because I just want the Lions to win. I love yeah. the Lions so much and I love, love Dan them. Campbell. And I want this team to finish with a winning record. I want them to finish in the playoffs. I want Dan Campbell to coach the Lions for the next decade. That's the way to win, man. Now you're figuring it out. Yep. Now we're figuring it out. That's outstanding, gentlemen. Yeah. You earned it, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm passionately rooting for the Lions and kind of keeping my eye on what the what happens with the Jets roster uh, right now. Yeah, just because um, we got to be mercenaries. Like, we love them, but we're here to make money. Yeah. That's why we don't care about the Vikings. Or the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, the Steelers are two and a half point dogs on the road at the resurgent Panthers. Very interesting game to me. Like, I don't know that this, the Panthers should be two and a half point favorites at home. You're obviously getting the bounce from what they did against Seattle. They're a better team with Sam Darnold than they are with Baker Mayfield, the quarterback. They're running the ball well. Their defense is playing really well. A lot of pressure from the edges, especially with Brian Burns. Um, I don't know that Kenny Pickett is going to be playing because of the concussion protocol. They are not a very good team with Mitch Trubisky. I don't know. Do you have a strong opinion here? Yeah, I'm shocked that you don't you don't want to take uh, Carolina here. It just feels like if Kenny's out and it is Mitch, yeah, Mitch could burn us and have a miracle game, but the odds don't say that. They say, all right, this, this is a, a one to one and a half point drop him coming in over being Kenny Pickett, who just – he makes smarter plays. Mitch just does not – can't read defense. I mean, how do you throw three interceptions? Um, the Ravens were begging to give that game away. I mean – Yeah. Three three interceptions. I, I don't even – I think two of them might have been the red zone and a missed field goal. You're right. The value probably is on Pittsburgh, especially at Carolina had such a big game. But to me, the value has shifted enough where if it is Mitch – Three, yeah, I started thinking Pittsburgh with two and a half. That that's that's fair value right now to me on Carolina. So not not enough where I'd make this one of our five, but yeah, my early lean right now is towards this Carolina team that they have a great defense and they kind of know what they are on offense here. I mean, Sam Darnold just a an ultimate game manager. He really didn't put his team in any position to lose last week. He didn't do much offensively. He didn't have that crazy or big throws, but he just didn't put his team in a bad position. Their defense kind of did the rest for him. So same kind of view here of like. All right, maybe we just take the under as well, and we just take Carolina again, where it's we're we're kind of back on their defense at home, um, not so much Sam Darnold because they have the same film we do. You could run; they're running. The Ravens are running about ten yards anytime they want it up the middle with yep. Gus Ed, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, so 
It doesn't matter that these Carolina running backs are a bunch of no-namers. They can run the ball. I mean, they just ran it all over the Seahawks. So there's a couple of little favorable matchups on the, the D-line and O-line positions for this Carolina team that just makes me a little interested in them. But um, as we sit here on Tuesday, another game, I just need to wait and see who's going to be the quarterback for Pittsburgh. This next one, the Kansas City Chiefs, who we just faded as nine-and-a-half-point road favorites, go back on the road. 14-point favorites against the Texans. Now, like, look, Simon. Yeah. You and I both know. We have to take the Texans. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, it wouldn't make one of our five, though. No, but... No, this, is, this is like just the classic, we're Ben the number, we're Ben against Mahomes is a big favorite because he just lets these teams stay close, and... I know I got lucky that earlier this year I was on the the Chiefs against the Rams. And I think they got a last second field goal to cover that number. Um, but it feels like another game where the Chiefs aren't going to show their best stuff. This is kind of be a tune up game for the following week. They're just going to try to stay healthy, get right against a Houston team that they gave their all last week, and they still, even when every little thing was bouncing their way, they still couldn't win that game uh, outright. So. Yeah, I, I, I want to back Houston here. I probably will at 14, but won't be one of my bigger bets this week. No. I should say, by the way, I talked about the luck rankings. The biggest uh, differentials in the luck rankings this week, we've talked about all the games already. Chicago is number one. We love oh, really? Chicago. Houston is number two. We're taking Houston, but not in the contest. Indy is number three. We're going to take Houston, Indy probably in the contest. Jacksonville is number four. <laughs> we're probably going to take Jacksonville in the contest. You've already made it. Your Simon says bears are a foxhole Cleveland who you didn't know the luck rankings yet, but you liked Cleveland and uh, new Orleans who you lean towards. Uh, I have no opinion is number six in the luck rankings this week. Biggest differentials. Not, not a nice shocker that I line up with all them. Cause that's kind of where, they're telling you that's where the value is going to be. A lot of people are making opinions on teams that they just haven't had things bounce their way, and that's where you're getting a couple of free points. But no, it makes you honestly feel good. I mean, last week, I know the luck rankings crushed it, so yeah, um, it feels good to be on the same side as those guys. The Patriots won last night. They're going on the road at the Raiders. Patriots are one-point favorites. I'm surprised that so much money, 82% of the money, coming in on the Patriots right now. Admittedly, low volume, given the Patriots have played last night, but uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, I'm, I love Vegas. I mean, Vegas yeah. got embarrassed, had one of the worst comebacks ever on Thursday night. I mean, Patriots just blew out the Cardinals by whatever that was, 14 points. So um, to me, Vegas is what you like against a Patriots team, that they're a high-explosive offense. They can move the ball downfield. The fact that you're coming off such a bad, embarrassing loss, we love it. Like this, if they would have just beat that game, if they would have won that game by 14, what they were up in that final fourth quarter, this line would probably be Vegas minus three, minus two and a half. It's completely flipped the other way, just because people think this Vegas team is completely quit now and their head coach. Where if you look at it, they still actually have a chance somehow of making the playoffs. It's not that crazy. They can still have an outside chance of getting back into the playoffs. So. I don't know. Feels like I'm getting free points here on Vegas. Um, I'll take the value on that. Uh, just because there's so many other games I love this week that have good value on bigger dogs. I don't know if it'll be one of our five, but I do really like this match. And I like the value I'm getting on this this Vegas team after just such an embarrassing loss. Like usually guys, when they get embarrassed like that, those kind of comeback wins, usually that sparks something in a team the following week. The issue is, McDaniels might be one of the worst coaches in football this year, Josh McDaniels. I mean, the, he, we've never seen anything like that. Historically, a team, they've had four games now. They've been up double digits. They've lost in the fourth quarter. So um, a lot of little negative things about this Vegas team, but can't, can't deny it. That's where the value is this week. The, the Patriots are an inflated line because, what, they beat Colt McCoy, the backup to Arizona last night? I don't know. It was like uh, just to get free points here with Vegas. Well, look, it, it doesn't matter if the team has quit on them. He's not going anywhere. So yeah. he's the coach this year and next year. So the team can't really quit on him. And I don't know that they have quit on him. I, I think that they're all confused. They're all frustrated. They're frustrated with each other, but they had a really good run going there. They had a bad quarter. And now they're going to have to look at this as a way to say, hey, 
we still got a shot. We got a rally. We can beat a team that isn't as talented as us. They just aren't. Look at across the offense. Who is the Patriots' top receiver? Who is their quarterback? Who is their running back? No one on that side of the ball is going to be as good as Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I, I mean, I think generally the Patriots are in bad shape. Like their you'll, future you'll love, is not, they're not good right now. You'll love um, this. Uh, 83% of the Patriots win this wins this year are against backup quarterbacks. 83%. Dude, how are we not making, you know what? How are we not making the Raiders the biggest bet we've ever made? <laughs> Just based on that. No way. No, I'm kidding. But you're you're right. Like all it's a good sudden, spot. I... It's a good spot. The, the fact that it's making us so uncomfortable probably makes even more like, oh, this is definitely when you want to take Vegas. Because even even when you try to talk about it, it's like, oh God, this fucking team in Vegas, they just keep blowing these games. But man, this is such a nice matchup for them against this Patriots team. I think the question is going to be how long do we wait? Because right now at FanDuel, uh, you can get the Raiders at plus one and a half. I mean, that's a no-brainer teaser. As soon as we get off this call, I'll tease that up to seven and a half. I'll tell you that much. I'm just like, how do you not take the one and a half right now? It could keep growing, though. You just said all this money's pouring on the Patriots. So who's a key number? I'll wait to grab that, too, if it hits it. But you're right. right. I mean, that's good value. Good value. Cardinals uh, with Colt McCoy against the Broncos. Broncos are two and a half point favorites. You don't have to bet every game, right? No, we have no idea who the quarterback is. I mean, my gut tells me you take the Cardinals here. Um, we got Russell Wilson coming off what he looked like was a major concussion. If he does play. Um, but yeah, no, no idea what to do with either of these teams. Two of the biggest, two of the biggest disappointments of this year. Cardinals were a playoff team last year. People thought, you know, they could be able to keep riding their momentum, even though most people had them as the third team in that division behind the Rams and the 49ers. The flip side, the Broncos. I knew this crazy guy who wrote a best time, New York Times bestseller book that made them. Written, he's written four of them, seven four books them. overall. Uh, he made them his one seed, despite his talented co-host telling him all summer, Russell Wilson wasn't that good and he was overrated. So You're uh, talking that's about Cowherd, way- right? Uh, no, Callard, no, Callard. he drank the Kool-Aid too. He loved Russell yeah. Wilson too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for that easy value on the Chiefs to win that division this year. That was nice of you. It is amazing. There was so much backlash against Patrick Mahomes, who's having an MVP type. <laughs> yeah, I joked my, my my buddy the other day. Like, I, I laughed at him. I said, can you believe that we got the Chiefs at 11 to 1? Like, to win the Super Bowl just because of that. Like, the fact that people were just that down on them. Uh, still, though, even even now, Matt Mitchell's team, the Bills, are still favorite for the Super Bowl, which it, it blows my mind just because Josh Allen hasn't played that well these last couple of weeks. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are now on the road. We loved fading the Titans against the Jags at home. Uh, but we also like fading Mike Vrabel as a favorite uh, of more than a <laughs> yeah. field goal. And so the Titans are now on the road, two and a half point dogs against the Chargers. Blindly, we have said you fade the Chargers as favorites. Yep. And and we've also said you take the Titans as dogs. Yep. And don't don't change anything. You just do exactly what you said, Chad. We'll wait. Give us give us a three sports books. Be uh be nice to us. I don't think we're gonna get it. I hope we do, just because I think the public will bet the Chargers. I mean, they looked like a completely different team with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the field together, don't they? Oh, dude. As we're talking, it just went to three. Right. So that's what I mean. I felt like it would get there eventually just because the Titans have so many injuries. And we don't know if we don't know if Burks is gonna be back yet for their wide receiving years, which is a is a big deal for them. They need some type of deep threat. Um, especially that's how you can attack this Chargers team. But the biggest reason we want to take the Titans here is people forget how, how do you beat the Chargers? You run the ball. Like that's how they're losing all these games and why they're running all these close games was teams are picking up 150, 175 yards a game versus them. They were one of the, historically one of the worst run defenses in football. Did they figure it out last week or did they just get a lead and Miami couldn't run the ball? They had to pass the whole time. That was one of those things where as soon as Miami kind of fell into that game script of they only were able to pass, um, they just weren't able to move the ball. Titans really aren't built that way. They kind of just stick to what they are. They like to run the ball. This is as low as it gets buying the Titans. I mean, this is the worst they've looked all year, right? They 
who did they play before the Eagles? You remember? I don't remember they played, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they lost. Then they get absolutely dominated by the Eagles, and they absolutely get dominated here by the Jaguars. Oh man, it's a that's that's the fear here, Chad. Where it's like the Titans, they are kind of reverting back to what they were early in the season of this team that we thought were going to just be bad, right? They lost a lot of key positions on offense. Their, their defense was struggling, and Vrabel kind of righted the ship during the middle of the season. They've reverted back to it a little bit here these last couple of weeks, but how can we not? This is what we do against the Chargers. We take the dog, yeah. especially if it's at three. So uh, got to hold your nose and, and and take the Titans here at plus three. Done. Millman did it while we were talking. He saw the three on the board. It's plus three, minus 118 at FanDuel. Um, Thank you, FanDuel. Yep. Quick slipped it. Quick slipped it. For those who are listening, if you're in a legal state, go into your action app. Pick the game you want. Quick slip it immediately to FanDuel. You don't have to go into the FanDuel app. Look for the game. You get the bet slip right there. Punch in your bet. It's super easy. One of these next two games will be my executive decision, of which I am on a roll. Bengals minus three and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't think of a reason to bet the Buccaneers. (laughs) Yeah, even though we're supposed to, like this is this is when we're supposed to bet them. This is a good buy low spot, but Joe Burrow is he's that dude right now. Like they're he's covering so every game. He's making the big throws. Can't deny it. So I'll admit it. I'm scared of Joe right now. Like nine out of ten times, I auto auto bet this Tampa team. Close my eyes, auto bet them. Home dog against a team that's overinflated, especially value wise. Uh, this Bengals team. But like Chad just said, I I can't do it. I don't know what the hell I'm betting with this Bucks team. They show nothing. They have bad drops every week. Brady never has time in the pocket. Everything is just so negative right now at Tampa. Um, man, I, I mean, off the top of my head, the only game I could think of them covering was that Seahawks game in Germany these last, like, six, seven weeks. They just – they're just bad this year. So, yeah, Gunta, I might end up with the public here. I might end up on the Bengals. I don't even care if it's all the money and all the tickets are coming in. Might end up on the Bengals this week, but uh, I'll hopefully just stay away from this one. Uh, I, I Listen, I've been riding the Bengals four weeks. I didn't against the Browns. It was a mistake. Um, yeah. But there's not a lot of evidence that the Buccaneers are a very good football team. And no, but this line stinks. It should this line stinks, stinks, Simon. This line freaking stinks. Should be six, and it's three and a half. Six should be six. It's three and a half. It's terrible. It it is. I'll tell you right now. Suspicious. It's suspect. As they say in the movies, you suspect. You know what's not suspect? Making an executive decision to bet on the New York football giants at plus four and a half against the Washington commanders. Simon, these teams played two weeks ago. These teams played two weeks ago when they tied right. in New Jersey. So now, because the Giants get blown out and the Commanders get a bye, and now they're playing in Washington, which has no home field advantage, the Commanders are all of a sudden four-and-a-half-point favorites? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. And you're getting a team that just got blown out if you look back at the data, look into the Bet Labs database going back 20 years, teams that get blown up by 20 points or more the following week covered a 56% clip. We're taking the Giants as the executive decision. Damn it, Chad. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. The only thing I don't like is I try to think of these guys as humans. And Washington played the Giants and then had a bye week, and now they're playing them again. That's a big deal to me. Like, that's all they've thought about and they've worked on for two weeks now. So they prepped for a team for a week, played them, and then got to just chill and rest and think about that same team. And they know that's all they got to do is just beat these guys and they're in the playoffs. Ah, damn it, Chad. Damn you. Because you're right. Like, the Giants, this is a big line. Divisional game and a primetime game. But I'm going to wait and see. Because if the public's all over the Giants, I am fucking all over Washington. Because I just... I do not trust this line at all. Um, I'm right there with you. Makes more sense if it was three, three and a half, 
you saw these two teams play to a tie. There's not a four and a half point difference between being on the road and at home for this Washington team. So another line that just stinks the holy hell this week. Um, don't do not like it. I don't I don't trust it on the fact that Washington has done nothing but think about this team and this game for two weeks. That's got to be a big deal. Like it's it's. I can't hear the fact they've just had to prep for this team while the Giants have to go and get their asses kicked by the Giant by the Eagles, and now I got to turn around and go play another primetime game against Washington. So I get exactly where Chad's coming from. Can't fault them for it. It's the smart move. Um, I can't back it as we sit here on Tuesday. The Rams are on the road. <laughs> That's all you got to you know, guys. You got no rebuttal. I love it. I, I, what you're saying makes me nervous because yeah, it's never good when I'm on the opposite side of you. When you're on a road dog, it has, I think you're 0 for 4 this year going against yeah. the road dogs. So. And, and what's annoying is, look, I play it by the book generally. And yeah. no, I get where you're coming from on this one. And like, that's just what the book says to me. And you've made some really good points. Like, you got to play the teams that you get to the end of the year. But I don't think the commanders are anything special. I know. Just be be careful. This line it stinks, 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 stinks. S- smelly cheese. Rams plus seven against the Green Bay Packers. What are we Baker doing? <laughs> playing against Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, in the tundra. Oh my God! Football's better with Baker. Football is better when Baker is good and has people's attention and is making comments. It just is. As someone God, that has, as someone that loves to gamble, I obviously will gamble in this game. But this is a this is one of those you, people should just take off. This is a horrible game between two just bad quarterbacks. No, no, there's nothing here. I mean, like the funny thing is, in August, this game's amazing. Like, oh, my God, we get Green Bay, the Rams, in uh, week 14 or 15 in the snow. Uh, they'll both be fighting for playoff positions where, no, these guys are both fighting for the bottom of the barrel. Um, just bad teams. So when two bad teams match up like this, I take the seven. I'll take the I'll take the points with Baker. Zero faith in cashing that ticket. Probably only have a penny on it, uh, but this is – this is the time I I back that number. It's who the hell is Green Bay to be catching over seven points? They're terrible. So yeah, I'll I'll take seven points with Baker here. Can I say something? Yeah. I want to change my exact decision. Thank you. I want to go with the Colts plus four. Love and, it. There we go. There we go. Uh, the choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. I would Stay have hot. done that. In the beginning, and I forgot. And then I felt like <laughs> I couldn't go back because we moved down to the Bears and I couldn't go back. And then we got the Jags. I'm like, fuck, I just completely whiffed on it. And I went through the rest of the schedule and I was looking at all the games and it came down to the to the Bengals and the Giants mm. and, and the Titans. And I felt like the Giants were the best of all those. But I think I feel best about the Colts. I like it too. Yeah. All right. The Vikings just play close games. I'm I'm going back to the Colts. That's my exact decision. Colts plus four. Thank God. Burn Thank those God. giant tickets, people. Burn those giant Burn tickets. Them. Burn them. I hope I really hope people listening didn't bet the Giants right away at four and a half. Because even honest to God, <laughs> even I like normally when we're talking about this, I'm making bets at the same time yeah, yeah. that we're talking about these numbers. Even I didn't pull the trigger on the Giants. I put the bet slip in. I'm like, wait a second. Uh <laughs> all right. Bears plus nine, Foxhole. Simon says Jags plus four and a half. Exact decision, Colts plus four. Our leans right now, we will be putting in five for the contest. No more buys. Seahawks plus three and a half. Colts plus four. Bears plus nine. Jags four and a half. We're watching the Titans, Miami, the Raiders, and the Texans. And of course, uh, things could change over the course of the next few days that make us think even differently about these things. So full slate, no buys. We've given you all we can give you. This time of year, you got, you got Thursdays, you got Saturdays, you got Sunday and you got Monday, just never ending football games. Uh, I know this is pathetic, but when I woke up this morning, I was going to the bathroom 
And as I was going to the bathroom, I thought to myself, <laughs> we got NFL football four out of seven days of the week. No, it's a good life. It's a really good life. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Our producer extraordinaire is Matt Mitchell. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Please download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, listen all the way through. you got to listen all the way through. That's how we get the credit. But leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.